Hello and welcome to Six Seconds Sobriety. This is Duncan. I'm just wondering if you remember all the stuff. If you're in recovery, I wonder if you remember all the stuff that got you here vividly enough to keep you here. If you are still out there, how many more? DUIs, domestics, trespass warnings are you going to get before you figure out some guy that's a doctor or a psychologist or some crap that is not an addict or an alcoholic or addicted to what you're addicted to. It's, It's all their fucking philosophy. It's like having a kiddie pool. Instead of an Olympic-sized pool, bullshit, fucking guys, you got to listen to us, because we're the ones that can help you. So if you're uh, sort of, we call them, sometimes we'll call guys that come 90 and 90, and when they go back out, we say they're in the summer program. A lot of guys, like one guy that I'm thinking of in particular, he gets a year, and he goes back out. And then he's, like, out for six months, kind of due back, actually. He comes to the same exact group as um, there's there's two or three recovery groups I go to, you know, over the course of a month or something. I'll see him three times or something. So he's kind of due back. You're just a creature of habit. You run in patterns. And then he'll come back for a year. Okay, dude, I've seen this guy do this four times now. And he, it's almost like he just and he just has to do it like he thinks he, if he can do it for a year, it's going to be better. So far, not so good with this guy. The whole thing is, though, Like we know, he gets that one-year chip at this exact same group, and then we, you know, we're fucking assholes. I'm sorry, we're not supposed to take people's inventory or judge you or anything, but a pattern's a pattern. As soon as that guy gets his chip, we all, you know, start tapping our wrists like our... Like, like we got a watch on. Hey, whoop, it's this guy. Okay, how long? Three days a week. It's usually three days or a week or so after he gets his one year. You know what that does to that poor guy? Nobody trusts him. Because we know that. His wife knows that he's married. His wife knows that. His kids know that. His boss knows that. He's got some cherry union job, thank God. Because he'd have been shit-canned a long time ago if it wasn't for being able to hide behind the union boss's apron. And you know what? Back, I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse. Do you? I mean, so here's the thing. If you're in, and you're kind of like, oh, this is a lot of work. Ooh, I'm scared to do You get a lot of fear once you get into your fourth and fifth step. So that's kind of the big hurdle, right, man? 
So in my, the text that I use a lot, now can I remind you, I'm lead, lead into this thing. This is for alcoholic men. You'll benefit from it, but just understand you have to take it from that angle. And if I insult you because you're not an alcoholic man, I don't care. You might get so pissed off you do something about your bullshit and stroke sober up or straighten up or get clean or stop gambling or whatever the hell you do. You might stop it and become an actual human being. Stop thinking with your head and start thinking with your heart. Acting like a human being. Where was I? If you're shaky... Or you wonder, man, I don't know. But sometimes that fourth step, the thought of it is more painful than the thought of just escaping. You know damn well what you think about. Your black heart is the same black heart as mine. Don't think I don't know what the fuck you're thinking, yeah? Come on, now. I did all this shit. I keep telling you motherfuckers, I did all this shit. I know what the fuck you're thinking. When you're thinking it, three months, seven months, three years, five years, seven years, nine years, twelve years, I know what you are thinking all that time. Now, early, the whole point of this is early, early, early on, like the very first couple of things that I was, that were drilled into my thick head, my head's just as thick as yours was don't ever forget that last drink, that last three days. So, of course, my last drink was in a blackout. No, it wasn't, actually. When I came to and I, yeah, that my last day of real, like, whole day drinking, my last drink was half a beer. <laughs> and I do remember that. But my last kind of whole day of drinking, when I came to, in the shit part of town, um, on the bad side of Orange Blossom Trail, not the worst side of Orange Blossom Trail, thankfully, in a tuxedo shirt and underpants and nothing else, that, I don't remember that last drink, but this is the thing, they said, just, re- just think about those last three days, think about those last three days. I had to do that every day. Oh, God, probably for a whole year, maybe two. And my last, I'll tell you, the longest week of my life was that. And I understand this is why I brought this guy up who gets one year and then goes back out. The longest week of my whole life that I remember, because I was blacked out when I was drinking, was the 52nd week of my uh, first year in recovery. I was going to get that one-year chip. And so, like, I don't know if you guys give away keychains or chips or whatever marks, lenses of of recovery in your deal, right? It doesn't matter what it is. It's a simple token. As a matter of fact, where I normally go to when it was time for me to get my medallion in, uh, in September, 
They didn't have any medallions that said 34 on them. Guess what I did? I took a one-year medallion. Now, why? Because humility and gratitude are absolutely your lifeblood. They are everything. They are your light and your lifeblood. Humility and gratitude. This is why I tell you, mind your own business. I'm not going to swear that time. Mind your business. That's about humility. That's about keeping yourself where you don't have to spew your opinion. You can keep just keep your mouth shut. Humility is when you finally realize you're not the smartest guy in the room. Guess what? You were never the smartest guy in the room. I told you, I have 141 IQ. That does not translate to... The intelligence doesn't translate into sort of social... uh, Your social status or your social um, behavior, right? Oh, boy, that was kind of complicated for you, Jimmy. Sorry, buddy. I know you're fixing the chain on your bicycle and you just went, wait, what? Sorry about that, buddy. So anyway, think about how you got, the whole point today is think about how you got here. I'm trying to keep this to 10 minutes. How many more duck walks do you want to do? Does the sheriff department, when you walk in there, do they know what color orange jumpsuit to give you? Do they know your first name? Do they break your balls back again down at the jail? How many more dollars do you have to get out of your mommy or your dad to pay for your friggin' DUI or your fines? How many more times do you got to pay to get your license back? Whatever it is, all that stupid shit, those brilliant ideas. Oh, yeah, I can drive. That's the, that's the equivalent of here hold my beer. In Florida, I can drive. That's your ego. The opposite of that is humility, having a brain in your head. And if you did, and you said, oh, no, man, I got to take a cab. That shit didn't exist when I was getting sober, dude. You know, you just fucking drove and you talked yourself out of it. Or the cop, in my case, a lot of times... Again, because I'm a white guy from Connecticut, and my dad owned the fucking newspaper. So, that, I got out of a lot of shit. That did not help me. I got sicker than I needed to get, because I was getting away with a lot of shit, because cops would just drive me home, or follow me home. you got to go through everything you got to go through, right? But in, in this day and age... Judges force you in a little too soon. In my opinion, I don't think that a judge has any uh, any business putting your fucking dumb, prickly ass, shaking, crap in your pants into a meeting with that. The whole point of the meeting, 
and the fellowship is anonymity. The spiritual foundation is anonymity. You come in just to get your paper signed, and then you go, hey, man, I saw Duncan at a meeting, man. I didn't know he was drunk. Well, everybody knows you're a drunk. They don't know I'm a drunk until you tell them I'm a drunk. And guess what? Because I'm a drunk in recovery, I can't really do anything about it but pray for you, you motherfucker. All right? This is life. These judges send you in there, and all you do is, you, you know what? You're a, I told you last, what? you're a fart. You're just a fart. You linger. You stink. We don't need you in there until you're ready. It's a program of attraction, not promotion. We don't need you in there until you want to be there, but because you have to be there, we put up with you because we think with our heart and not our head. Where it's all about principles before personalities with us. You don't understand all this shit, man. But anyway, if you're kind of on that edgy three months, six months, eighteen months, the worst eighteen the worst the worst the worst time, the most dangerous time in your sobriety is eighteen to twenty four months. Just think back and just think back and get that last three days of your whatever your addiction is when you stop. Get that in your gut. Not in your head. Oh, yeah, I remember nothing. Get it so you feel it like you knew. Like when the blue lights came on, your first DUI. You can recall, you go, shit, your gut just fucking split open, didn't it? You got all kinds of butterflies. That's what you need to be able to do, a physical recall of those last three days, moments in those last three days. Mine is one single moment, you know, on that corner getting my balls broken by the kids from juvenile detention because I was on the fence of the juvenile detention facility. And these 10 and 12 year old kids were embarrassing the shit out of me. They cut me in half. Fuck, man, emotionally, right? So that's the deal. Get to a point, work on that, meditate on it. Just, you gotta get, you gotta get that so that thing is stuck in your stomach and you can recall it. As though if I say to you, bite a lemon, and your your salivary glands just even if I say bite a lemon, you can you almost can taste that sour, right? I tell you, don't think about this particular song. Now you can't get it out of your head. That's what you need. You need that shit in your gut. Listen, that's all I'm going to do today. I just really kind of was thinking about that. If you're sick of those perp walks, come in. If you're in, get that shit solid in your gut, man, where you can recall it. And that way you will be with us forever. And you can help thousands and thousands of people. Do that for yourself, will you? All right, man. Be good to yourself. Take care of yourself. Find a meeting.
so you can cut the shit.